How you guys doing? Everybody doing all right? I hope it's uh, a refreshing time for you to be able to just come into this space and, you know, once again recognize that, hey, it's not, like, it's not like God's hanging out here waiting for you guys to come into chapel, right? He's with you all the time. But there's something powerful about all of us coming together and you kind of looking around and going, man, I'm not the only one. I'm not the crazy one that loves the Lord. Like, there's a whole bunch of other people here at Dork College that love the Lord as well. And that's kind of how I feel about North Central University where I teach in Minneapolis. I just love the opportunity. I tell you what, it wasn't on my radar at all to be a professor. Uh, I, I think of it as a sick joke uh, from the Lord. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't on my radar. I mean, John, you know, he mentioned already my life was in Nashville, Tennessee, traveling, singing all over the world and just um, thankful, so grateful to be able to do that uh, from back in 1999 uh, all the way through 2010 when I moved to Minneapolis. That's a long story, but I'm thankful that God sees things better than I do. Can I say that again? Like God sees things better than I do. Like he knows what's best for my life better than I do. Like I've come to grips with that. And he's taught me some hard lessons with all of those things. But one of those was becoming a professor. I mean, my brain, I'm thinking, man, teachers are people who they teach because they can't get a job in the field, right? Isn't that what happens? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not what happens. Uh, No, it's not. (laughs) They're people that are actually called, gifted, trained, qualified, and passionate about imparting to the next generation. But I had a misunderstanding in my brain about what it was all about. And so now it's a great honor for me to be able to stand and teach in my classes lead in chapel or whatever else, and then to be able to be here with you guys as well and encourage you. I I pray that I would be an encouragement to you. Uh, That's my desire. Uh, What I'm going to do this morning, I just want to teach a little bit. Uh, The message that I have for you today is called Love Lines. Love Lines. And uh, it's, it's something that I've been wrestling with because I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people that are a little frustrated with God sometimes. I'm sure that's not you. Uh, anyways, but uh, maybe just me, probably not you, but sometimes we get frustrated with God. I think he's all about all the do's and the don'ts and the rules and the regulations and all that stuff. And I started thinking about it, praying about it, doing some study. And like, why is it that we're so frustrated with all of these guidelines, all these rules that God has for us? You know, because we accept rules in lots of other places, but somehow we don't want to accept them from God. It says this, we are quick to accept rules and sports. In the courtroom, on the road, at the airport. In fact, we're, we're hopeful there's going to be rules in these places, right? Yet we often recoil, we, we, fall, we pull back when asked to accept the laws originating from the creator of the universe. Like we're okay with everybody else's laws except for the guy who made the place. And it's kind of weird that it's like that. You know, we're so frustrated with God's rules and his guidelines. I mean, imagine, imagine you're driving down the road, right? And you're, you're doing fine, but all of a sudden you just become overwhelmed by your frustration with the double yellow lines on the road, right? And this happens a lot, right? You're, you're like driving down the road and you're like, man, how dare those double yellow lines tell me that I can't cross? <laughs> okay, good. You are alive. That's good. <laughs> I'm driving down the road. All of a sudden you slam on your brakes. You ju- in the middle of the road, you jump out and you start screaming at the double yellow lines on the road. How dare you? Restrict my freedom. If I want to cross you, I can. 
Of course, the, the yellow lines are like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Dude. I, I didn't mean to offend you. Like, I'm not really trying to hurt anybody. I'm just trying to help. Like, like it's totally fine if you want to cross over. That's up to you, man. I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to keep you safe, and I'm going to try to get you where you're going, guide you along the way. But, you know, if you want to cross over, we all know what happens if you cross over the double yellow lines, and it's not the double yellow lines' fault. It's just the fact that there's people coming the other direction, and you're going to have a head-on collision. So we don't yell at the double yellow lines because we understand they're there for our help, for our protection, for our safety. So I realized when I was, I was actually creating this message, I was like, man, I, I need a better title for this thing. And then it hit me. I was like, oh, these aren't guidelines. They're love lines. The lines that God has for us are actually good, and they're there for our protection, not to restrict our freedom. Read a scripture. Psalm 19, 7 through 11 says this. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure Lasting forever, the laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. Father, we come before you today and we thank you that you have good things for us. Even your laws are good, your commandments, your guidelines, your love lines. And so I pray, Lord, that you would open our hearts to be able to see and quiet our angry hearts when it comes to your love for us in the form of laws and guidelines, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. In the few minutes that I have, I just want to highlight a few things real quick about this scripture, all right? So number one, coming from verse 7, it says God's laws are perfect. Oh, I also wanted to show you that picture real quick too. That's my family. So now you feel like you know me a lot better, right? Okay, that's my wife Martha there. And uh, I got four amazing kids, 15-year-old Roman, 13-year-old Evan, 7-year-old Channing, and my princess, 5-year-old uh, <laughs> Clara, Clara Joyce. Uh, they're Missing me. My wife said that Clara had big old crocodile tears last night. I miss daddy. I'm, we're doing good. We're doing good. I'm glad to be. I'll be going home tonight. But. So uh, first point there. God's love lines are perfect. God's love lines are perfect. That means they don't need to be adjusted, which is sometimes a little bit hard for us to process. You know, perfect is a big word, right? Ah, God's laws are perfect. That means they don't need to be adjusted. They don't need to be modernized. Now, God did do some adjusting of his own laws. I'll talk about that in a second. All right. But I would say it this way. God, our maker, is good. I like the term maker, and you understand why in a second. But is good. And, and just like other makers, other designers, other creators, people who make products and different things, right, just like other makers, he always knows what works best for the things he creates. I mean, imagine if you owned a Ford Explorer and you just got really frustrated one day and you wrote a letter to Henry Ford. You know, it would start like this, Dear Henry. 
Anyways, so yeah, you'd write a letter to him and you'd be frustrated because, you know, you just don't like how he puts that little sticker on there that says unleaded gas only. Because if I feel like putting diesel gas in my car, like I should be able to do that. It's my car. Is it not my car? I should be able to do whatever I want with my car, right? But we wouldn't write a letter to Henry and say, you know, I'm frustrated because we understand that the Ford company put that little sticker on there for our benefit to help us understand how the car runs properly. And if you put any other fluid in it, Coke, Pepsi, I don't know, Coke or Pepsi, one, two, three. Okay, all right. Very responsive. <laughs> if you put any other fluid in there, it's just not going to function. So it's not like the maker was, was being restrictive. He's like, ah, oh, I'm going to get these guys. I'll tell them. They can only use unleaded gasoline. We accept that as obviously a good direction from the maker, but we're so frustrated with all the other directions from our maker. Isn't it odd? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You feel that? I think you do. One of the things that you can know about God's laws, and I'll just go through this real quick, it's a big point, so don't miss it. But when you take the laws of God, the Old Testament laws, you run them through the cross, three things happen. Number one, the law, some laws are deleted, right? There's an example of for the Jews, they were not allowed to eat with Gentiles. That law has been deleted because God has called us all his children, okay? It's been changed. Then another thing that happens is the laws are adjusted, the law about murder is one of those that's been adjusted. It's actually been raised, the bar has been raised on murder, right? In Matthew 5, it says, you say that murder is killing someone, but I say if you hate someone, you have also committed murder. So laws are also adjusted from Old Testament to New Testament. And they're also, some laws are upheld. And we're not always sure we like this, but you can even take one as controversial as homosexuality and say, hey, the Old Testament and the New Testament agree. They both say the same thing about that law. They say it's not good for, that, for a person. It's like saying, hey, I'm going to put a different type of gas in my car. It doesn't run that way. So the law is upheld, right? So number one was God's love lines are perfect. Number two, God's love lines are trustworthy, just taking this out of the scripture, obviously. When followed, they work. When followed, they work. They are inherently good, his love lines. And they point to the goodness of God. I mean, think sports, right? Any athletes in the place? Any athletes? Hello, all right, all right. You got some athletes in the place. Think sports. Do you have rules in sports? I mean, it, does, it, does it work well? Now, there's some controversial rules. We're working it out. I follow the NFL. I love the Denver Broncos. I grew up in Denver. And so I understand there's always controversial rules. The catch rule is driving me crazy, right? But most of the rules we accept from the creators of the game because they're there to have, help everybody do three things. They help us do three things. They help keep us safe. They help organize the game so everyone is in agreement what the end goal is. And they help give us the best possible experience when we all follow the same rules, right? We may get frustrated with some of the rules, but games only work when all the players trust the game's creator by agreeing to play by the same rules. I say it's reasonable then to assume that the designer knows the best, the rules of the game that he created. So number three, God's love lines are clear, right, and fair. These are those types of things, like, this is the way I think of it, guys. When I read these scriptures, I know they don't always make 
complete sense to me because there's a liar, the deceiver who deceives. And, we, and so we, we hear God's laws and we think this just doesn't sound right. But I realize that these things are true, so the law doesn't need to be adjusted. I need to be adjusted and move to where the law is. And so then I rehearse these things, and I say this stuff out loud. I say, Lord, your word says that your laws, your love lines are clear, and they're right, and they're true. So I accept what you say, and I believe that. Nearly every foundational law that we ascribe to, modern or otherwise, originated from biblical principles. We know them instinctively. Why? Because God wrote them on our hearts. They're already there. If we agree about morality, it's because God put that in our hearts already. Without Holy Spirit discernment, though, God's laws can easily be twisted and made to mean whatever we want them to mean. So it's important when we read the scriptures that we use Holy Spirit discernment. How many times have you heard one church say, well, I read this scripture, and this is what it says, and another church says, oh, this is what it says. The Holy Spirit knows what his word says, and he'll help us discern. Number four, God's love lines are pure and true. Even if our feelings don't resonate with God's love lines or his laws. We must remember that we don't live by feelings, but we live by faith. So we follow what he said by faith, even when we don't understand. Number five, God's laws are desirable Sweeter than anything on earth. You know, one of my favorite sweet things is Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Anybody like ice cream in this place? Like, I just, man, I, I actually have to restrict my consumption of ice cream because I would eat it, like, for every meal, you know, like, forget the rest of the food, just the ice cream. And I love, love, love me some half-baked. I mean, you know, Ben and Jerry's, it's just, ah, oh, so... Ah, it's sweeter than even. Can you believe it that God's love lines are even sweeter than Ben and Jerry's? I received that by faith because it doesn't totally register all the time for me, but it's true. It's true. I believe it. <laughs> we know this, that many people believe God's laws restrict our freedom when the truth is they actually outline the great freedom he offers. I don't know if you guys have ever heard anybody say this, but some people, I, li I like this, they like to call the Ten Commandments the Ten Freedoms. Because it's not about the do's and the don'ts, it's about, hey, here's, what, here's the, the rules that will help guide your life and will help make your life good. Just like the rules in sports or in other things in the airport or wherever else. All right, it reminds me of a cartoon. To me, if you don't get anything else out of this, just get this cartoon right here. Hopefully this will stick in your brain. Right. He says, I hate being confined by this fence. I'm jumping over it. And the guy says, wait, it's not a fence. The fence of God's commands, right? He says, it's a guardrail. See, we get confused and we think that God is trying to fence us in when he's really trying to keep us from danger and protect us. We get angry, so we jump over the fence and then we find ourselves hurting and we blame God. Isn't that odd that we would go against what he says, and then we have trouble, and then we get mad at him. We fall into the pit down there. And really, that verse sums it up too. Whoever keeps God's commandments keeps their life. Last one. God's love lines. 
Oops, I missed that one, didn't I? Okay, uh-huh. That was the one. Yeah, okay, I did that one already. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> Last one, God's love lines come with a great reward. That's what Psalm 19 said. I don't know if anybody needs their soul to be revived, but I've discovered there are some keys. One of them is God's word. Some of you may come in here and you're just frustrated with life, distracted, maybe hurting, maybe struggling. You might find yourself without wisdom. You're like, I don't know what to do with my life. I have no wisdom. And you might find yourself today in a lot of fear or a lot of struggle. You don't have joy. There's a lack of joy. You might need some insight for living. Well, <laughs> it's just right there in front of our faces. The Word says when we obey God's love lines, these things result. Revives our soul. So, when we, so you can take it the other way as well, right? You can know that when you don't obey, then your soul is, let's just say, unrevived. Right? It's not a word. I know that. But, <laughs> but when we follow God's commands, it makes us wise. It gives us wisdom. How many of you need wisdom? Obey. And there'll be a release of wisdom to your life. How many of you lack joy in your heart? I know it's an epidemic in our culture today. Stressed out, anxious, fearful. Joy comes through obedience. Not obedience to the letter of the law, but because these are love lines. They're guidelines. They're there to help us in the same way the lines on the road are. One last little analogy that I'll give you. Anybody own a hair dryer? <laughs> I, I don't, obviously. <laughs> Why y'all laughing at me? That's not very nice, you know, the bald guy. No, it's all right. It's all good. I got big ears too, so it's all good. <laughs> you own a hair dryer, and on that cord is that little, that big old white tag, that sticker or whatever. I haven't used a hairdryer for a while, so I, I assume they're still there. But um, what's that thing say? It says, don't use that thing in the bathtub, right? <laughs> and again, what if you're like, hey, this is my hairdryer. I can do whatever I want with the hairdryer. And the guy's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it just says, don't use it in the bathtub because well, you're trying to restrict my freedom. If I want to take a bath and dry my hair at the same time, I can do that. Yes, you can, but you will die. Now, and that's funny, but it's also sobering because the laws are there. This is also a matter of life and death we're talking about. The love lines are there for our blessing, for, to help us, not to hurt us. That tag is there. The maker of the hairdryer said, hey. Well, they probably got sued, and then they had to put the tag on there. But anyway, that's another story. But hey, we got to let people know there's a big risk. If you use this good thing that we've created in the wrong way, it's dangerous. In fact, it's deadly. So I want to encourage you. I hope this might shift some perspectives. Like, man, God's not out there trying to kill me. He's trying to help me. He's actually trying to keep me from getting killed. Just like the maker of the hairdryer cares about me. That's why he said, do not murder. Do not covenant, covet. 
Do not steal. Do not lie. Because those things hurt us, just like when we use the hairdryer in the bathtub. So I want to encourage you, that last point, if, you, if you're struggling with joy, you got fear, you got all kinds of problems, you need joy, you need peace in your life, receive it from him today and just make a new covenant with him saying, Lord, I just trust you even when I don't understand your laws, I don't understand your love lines, I'll accept that they actually are love for me and I'll walk in faith to obey and there's somehow, when you, when you admit that, when you let go and you say, I just trust you, Lord, there's like a flood of release, of joy, and of peace. When you're not fighting against the maker, when he's obviously trying to help us. So Brian's going to keep playing for just a little bit. And I know you guys got to get to class. But if you are able to stay for a couple minutes and you would like to come pray, uh, I'll just open up the altar. You can just come pray. Maybe you just want to say, Lord, I'm just sorry for being angry at you about your laws. I just want to make a change today and just trust you, even when I don't understand. So, Father, I just thank you so much for each and every student in this place. Thank you that your love lines are good. And Lord, we just say that out loud, that our own ears need to hear us say that your rules, your laws, your guidelines, your love lines, they're good. You're a good God, and you love us. Thank you for watching out for us. Thank you for giving us guardrails and not fences to keep us safe and to give us freedom. Just speak freedom and peace and joy over every student today. Just encourage them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, the altar will be open if you want to come pray. I'm probably going to hang out in the back if you want to chat for a minute. Uh, I would love to say hi or even pray with you as well. All right, God bless you guys. Have a great day.